Our guest is in the building, Rosie Mutene, author, actor, director, speaker. Rosie Mutene attended drama school at Vitz University. Her acting career began while she was still at drama school, where she was cast for a number of professional productions. She choreographed the dance and movement for the production Deep in uh, the Lokalala. After the plays run at the Market Theatre in Jersey, they were invited to perform in Jerusalem uh, at the Thespis Festival. Rosie is widely known for her role in the soap opera Generations. After her exit from Generations, she was cast in the international in the international film Hotel Rwanda. She participated in the Vagina Monologues Benefit Concert and was asked to be the official spokesperson of the campaign. She has presented Studio 53, where she also learned how to produce and direct inserts. She believes that a program which highlights the cuisine, beauty, fashion and glamour of Africa, as Studio 53 does, has been way overdue. In 2015, she joined the cast of Mzansi's magic soap opera Zabalaza in the role of Victoria, a dealmaker in the mining and media industry. Rosie is now a pan-African media proprietor, production consultant, activist and an accredited international laughter coach. <laughs> coach us how to laugh, Rosie. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a session right now. <laughs> yeah, coach us. Okay, let's uh, let's say we're greeting and we're on the phone. Yes. Instead of saying hi, how are you? Yes. Let's just start with a little laugh. So. It's <laughs> what does that do? What does it add? So laughing really reduces your releases your endorphins. Okay. Um, it is the best stress lever reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is great for for look at some of the ways some is looking at me. <laughs> it's the best way to lose weight as well. Um, and and it's also a great icebreaker. When we were kids, mm. we were often told that if you laugh for nothing, they'll come and pick you up in a straight jacket. Yeah. Because you'd mm-hmm. be told, Habukokoti. <laughs> as in madness does oh, not yes. know. Oh, yes. But, I mean, when, when, when I do my sessions, if you see people, and we're literally lying on the floor rolling in laughter. And one of my favorite sessions is when you put, like, p- people's heads together, usually four or six. Okay. And especially if it's a wooden force, you can feel the vibration. Okay. And the minute one person starts to laugh, the next one laughs, and then you can't stop. And literally, we look like mad people rolling on the floor. But yeah. and then we just laugh so much better afterwards. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking at her and I'm, I'm listening to her accent. I can't get over it. Like, <laughs> and, and, and there's a different difference between a put on yeah and a an authentic accent. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why, Mama? Why didn't you take me to Saint Wilfred Primary School? Oh. There's nothing wrong with where you went. Oh. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> Meek Mill going bad. Fresh breakfast on Metro FM. Happy birthday to Rifiwe. She just sent us a WhatsApp. She's very upset because she's like, you didn't say may your day be fresh and it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Rifiwe. May your day be fresh. We're hanging out with activist and former actress Rosie Mutene. She's got a brand new book. She's got work she's doing. She's doing a lot of work on the African continent and... How does she do it all? <laughs> She'll break it down next. Rosie Mutene on Metro FM. Okay, we are struggling to get a hold of Rob Busy. We will find him because we need you to know what's happening on the road so that you can get to where you need to go more efficiently. Back to our WCW, former actress Rosie Mutene is in the building. Earlier on off air, mm. you said thank you for saying former actress because yeah. I don't act anymore. Yeah. 
Tell us about that, that decision. How did it happen? Well, I, I took a break um, over when I started doing Studio 53. Yes. Because, number one, I was loving the traveling. I got mm. to explore a wonderful continent. But then I also realized that I was there was only one uh, female producer that was on our crew, and that was my executive producer. Oh. So I thought I needed to learn and hone in on directing and producing and being able to do, do it all. But yes. in order to do that, you need to be focused. So that's why I stopped the acting. Sure. Then, unfortunately, I went back a couple of years ago with a role, as you mentioned before, um, and I was really horrified about what was happening on set. Mm. I was horrified on how... Is this on the set of Hotel Rwanda? No, 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 on, on, on Zabalaza. Oh, Zabalaza, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Um, Hotel Rwanda was absolutely amazing. That yeah. was a great experience. What was happening on set? Uh, a lot of disrespect to actresses. Mm. Um, I've been... But isn't... It's, 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 a nature cu- the it's a culture. Yeah, it's a culture. Because I, I, I saw it when we, we, for instance, did Club Culture with Euphonic, mm-hmm. where guys would always be passing these comments yeah. at the women on set. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's okay. And nobody says anything. And, and but then people behind the scenes are saying, well, I didn't really like it when he said that. Or I didn't really want to do it. Um, you know, and for me, I mean, I read my contracts before I go in. And yeah. I specifically said that I'm not I'm not doing any semi-naked or, or sex scenes. Yes. And then they were writing it in. I'm like, guys, um, I didn't read this. Yeah. I don't stutter. Um, you know, <laughs> and I even had a meeting with the producer. And he was like, well, why don't you tell us this? I said, well, I didn't need to tell you. Because it's in the contract you gave me. Yes. Um, and you signed it. Yes. Clause. 20.21 stupid you know um, and so and then they kept it after, even after that meeting scripts kept on coming and then the direct one director was like no, no no we'll just get underneath the covers and we'll put a boob tube on you and I'm like whoa this isn't even up for discussion yes. so I ended up resigning mm. um, and then only a couple of months later when you make decisions like that that yeah. okay I'm done yeah. do you consult anyone or no, I went through is it South your inner voice no I went I, I definitely went through the South African Guild of Actors ah, because okay. I'm, I'm so I'm you went member. official on I this. went official on it but also I needed an objective point to view am I, am, I, am I overreacting what are my rights and am so I forth? being a diva here am I being a diva you yes. know um, and and then when when and, I re- and, but the fact that you're even second guessing yourself yeah. is problematic absolutely because you shouldn't because, have to because we've been programmed that way and that's why we've to. got to break that 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 yes. stigma and ideology it doesn't feel right in my soul yes. and, so and also I do don't it. want to I don't this isn't up for discussion so let's just leave it there yeah you know it would be a different story if I said okay yes I'll do it and then no 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 I don't want to do it or you know but it mm. wasn't that way mm. and and then when Channel were called in only two months later and I realized that actually they didn't they they weren't um, uh, truthful about why they exited. They said that you know it was because unfortunately I found a lump on my breast at the at the same time. Mm. But that wasn't the reason why I exited. Oh, so so they PR'd it. Yeah, they PR'd it. Okay. Yes, and then I came back with a boomerang with that. Sure. Um, but I have to say that last year I I met the new CEO, um, Verona, who contacted me, gave me a solid apology about what had happened. And I know for a fact that that she ruffled a few feathers there. Mm. And so I can categorically say that one of the safest sets to work on now is Urban Brew for cast and crew because these things have been addressed um, and they've been brought to the forefront. We're hanging out with Rosie Mutine, businesswoman, activist and former actress. Yes, she was hutful. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. Busy. Chat to you in about 30 minutes. Metro FM is where you're at. We're hanging out with our WCW, Rosie Motene, and her biog on Twitter, feminist, survivor, and global speaker. Tell us about the survivor part. So I started working in the activism space when um, I just uh, started with Generations. Yes. And reason for that was nine years prior to that, I was in in an abusive relationship when I was at university. Mm. And 
at the time, I just believed that it was just physical. Mm. But then with my training and learning from power, I realized that actually the abuse started way before. Sure. Uh, with the emotional, the psychological, mm. him belittling me, telling me I would probably never finish university. I was fat, all of these different things. And I was fortunate that my foster father always told me that, you know, the minute a man raises his hand to you, you walk out. Mm. But as young children, we, even, we didn't know about the different other, other levels of abuse. Yes. You know, I was, I was waitressing and I used to give him a part of my money because that's what I thought that you do in a relationship. Mm. You know, um, and so, so I wanted to put my name to it, but also I needed healing. And I didn't want to be one of those people that just smile with people and, you know, when there's a, a Women's Day event and then you go home and it's over. Mm. So I did an intensive training course with Power, People Opposing Women Abuse. Sure. Learning as a counselor and public awareness volunteer. And just put my name to it and put my and created awareness around that. Then, um, unfortunately, when I was at university, I was sexually assaulted. Mm. I never, ever spoke about it. In fact, last year was the first time I spoke about it because I needed, I realized, okay, this is the time where mm. I can speak without my voice shaking. Why did you feel you were ready last year? It just happened. Mm. You know, um, you, there's no, somebody asked me that also, and that's also a question that's always asked is that why do, do, do survivors of rape or abuse come out years later? Mm. You know, it just happens. It's, it gets to a point where you think, okay, you know what, I've dealt with this. And it's a psychology of trauma it's a psychology yeah. of trauma yeah. and yeah. trauma will do that some people yeah. will never come out yeah other people wait until they're on their deathbeds absolutely and ev- even when it when it when when it's happening some people just freeze you know and yes. then you go to court case and they say well why don't you scream yes. you can't control your body when True. you're going through trauma True. Sure. that's True. one thing where you don't have control over it yeah. mm. you know yeah. and so so last year when 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 the law was passed where where survivors now have 20 years to report their crimes yeah came at a, at a great welcome from all of us because a lot of the time these crimes happen when you're young. Sure. You, you're in a society or community who, who believe that these are taboo, so don't talk about it. Mm. Don't, don't air your dirty laundry. Don't, don't, you and don't want to ruffle the feathers. And also, another thing with step-parents is that, well, he pays our bills, so just keep quiet, you mm. know. It doesn't help when the family actually, yeah. you realize, is not in your corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, somebody said to me on Twitter, when a child is, is naughty, the whole village and family will bring in the child and reprimand them yeah. but they're not doing that about the lascivious uncles yes true and we all know true. we have those true. uncles true. you know and the family will say ah oh, no okay, uncle yeah. man. It's, it's, we, we know, we know how he is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but why were you wearing that shirt or why did you sleep in the in the in, the, in that you know what i mean all those sure. different things it's always mm. shifting the blame so we need to change that ideology yes mm. you um when when your name comes up we mm. think um feminist mm. right uh, what do you say to someone who think feminists are, are anti-men in mm. general? Yeah. Are angry women yeah. who have... Burn our bras. And yeah, who've, who have had... <laughs> who uh, wear bad dad, dad pants. <laughs> <laughs> who've had bad luck in relationships. Yeah. And it, it, it was their fault anyway. Yeah. And they didn't want to own it. And, and, they, and they, they're miserable. Somebody just called me miserable, lonely old cow on, on, on Twitter. The You're lying. Day. Yeah. Wow. Because I um, his his ex girlfriend reached out to me for counselling and so forth, and I sent her, and it was like, you know, Rosie's just this miserable, lonely old cow, and wow. she must leave relationships alone. Um, funny, I had this conversation with Mimi Kalenda yesterday, and you know, when you reach when you reach the age of forty, you actually excuse my language, you don't give a damn because really, because um, my past experiences have nothing to do with me, with the fact of me standing up for other women Mm. or standing up for my own rights or using my voice Mm. and not being afraid to use my voice. Mm. You know, one of my favorite sayings is not what they call you, it's what you answer. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. You know, so yeah, you can call all those names. Oh, I'm yawning when you when you do call them because. But how do we help men become mm. allies of feminism? Yeah, you know what? We need to understand. We need to listen. But also, men need to have these honest conversations with each other. Mm. You know, what are you? What are you? What are you saying in the locker room? What are you saying when a guy says something revolting about a woman who's just walked past him, or mm. somebody that's young enough to be your own daughter? Mm. Are you laughing it off, saying, "Ah, well, that's what he's about," or you're going to be reprimanding him? Mm. So. As much as men need to listen and, and try and understand the feminist conversation and have conversations with women, it's also men that also need to be having those conversations, um, especially African men. And I mm. think where, where there's going to be a shift, and already the shift is happening, is that we need the voice of the African men to stand up. Mm. And it's not re- reiterating what we've been saying. And not just the powerful men. Yes. Even just... The guys on the bar, street. Bar at the corner. Yeah. Bar at the Shabin. Yeah. Mm. At 6.51, we're hanging out with Rosie Mortine. When we come back, we play a game. How well do you know your radio legends? (laughs) Mustard on Metro FM. This is Pure Water. At 6.55, World Radio Day today. And I think we all have a relationship with radio to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Rosie, who does a lot of work um, on the African continent, uh, earlier on I was talking about the power of radio on yeah, the continent yeah majority of the people that are my, my talent agency um, all started with radio or, or have the radio own radio shows or run podcasts you know it's just it's a way to send the message across it's yes. a way to do business when a multi-choice went into all of these different African countries it wasn't finding a casting agency they said okay they auditions and it all happened on radio yes so radio is powerful in fact uh, yesterday I was driving and i had a long day like mm. a long day and i was listening to the drive with master chaba and more flavor and they were asking uh, their listeners how would you break down load shedding what do you understand about the different stages of load shedding and this caller here in fact it's a whatsapp made my day my day was actually long mm. and horrible this is a guy explaining load shedding to the drive yesterday <laughs> <laughs> That is the power of radio. Yes. That fixed my day. It fixed my day it yesterday. Is. It is. Certain things find you when you least expected them and you, you don't anticipate the impact. Yes. Mm. That they're gonna, like you just walk into the car, you switch on the car. You could have started at a shopping center, I mean a, a grocery store to mm. buy a cold drink before you drive, but you decide to get to the car, you start the car, the message comes in and it's something that's going to make you feel better. Exactly. Yeah. It gives you an idea. Are there any radio people that you feel changed how you viewed the world, viewed yourself? <laughs> I'm looking at one. <laughs> oh, flip. <Yeah. laughs> Hashtag, yeah. hashtag mama uh, made it. You know, yes. yeah. But um, no, seriously, because I mean, when I said radio royalty, because you really, you did change the game back then. Oh, thank you. You know, mm. um, I remember, now for the love of me, I can't remember her name, but it was at the time when Zoreda Jardine and Fox. Uh, Nicole Fox. Nicole, Nicole Fox. Fox. On five, yes. Yeah, when when they came onto radio, they also flipped the game. They so, did, they did. Um, and incredibly revolutionary. They were not doing girly radio. They, they weren't were doing, doing yeah. radio. And, but, mm. but then you go to gigs and they're playing gigs and yes. it's, and, and they were, they were and they were serious, you know. Yes. Um. Of course, you know the re- the really clubbies. Mm. 
um, because of talk radio and sure. and and literally also walking the talk. It's not just about going reading the script. Mm. It's it's applying your journalism. It's applying your mind. Yes. Um. You know. So so those are the people that that for me on the continent. My my guy Gaetano Kagwa. He's really flipped okay, radio into is, yeah, yeah, in, 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 yeah in East Africa. Yes. Um, Farid Kimani in 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 Kenya. Mm. He he's also just incredibly revolutionary. He took a break and now he's come back yeah. full blast into sure. into Nairobi. In fact, weirdly, my real love affair with radio happened because of a radio station in Zimbabwe. Oh wow, uh, uh, Radio Three. Yeah. That's when my real love for radio. Yeah. Then I was like, "This is what I am going to do." Yeah, because Africans have been doing radio yeah. and kick-ass, and, and, and we and we we talking. You know what yes. I mean? It's 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 sending that message across. I want to play a game? How well do you know your radio voices? Um, I, um, I, I must confess, these are some of my favorites. So that's why the bias is towards these people. Uh, if you know the answer, just say the answer, please. Who is this? Oh, uh, Baba Bena. Baba Bena is correct. Rosie one. Everyone else zero. <laughs> How was uh, that, Bob? Huh? How was that, Bob? That was Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Name the radio person. Who is this? Um, Linda Spear. Linda Spear is correct. Tata Somizi. Mm. Somizi one. It was both of us. Tata yeah, it was both of us. It was both of us. Okay, Somizi was just louder. Yeah, it was both of us. I heard him. Because, uh, okay, yeah. half, okay, half, half, half. Half, half. Oh. Rosie one. Somizi and Dempo. Half. <laughs> <laughs> Name the radio person. Bobby Molloy. <laughs> nope. Is it not? Is it no. played again? Oh, uh, um, Sh- Shadow. Shadow Tala is correct. Rosie 2. How do you not know half your... Half and zero. My your aunt. aunt. I so your whole aunt. She must give away that half. She sounds soprano there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call him a woman. <laughs> Who is this radio voice? More flavor. More flavor is correct. But you didn't play the whole clip. We though. don't need to. Ah. If you know the voice, you yeah. know the voice. Who is this radio legend? This is the first person I heard on Metro in 1987. Who is this? Uh-uh. Treasure's correct. She knows Guys. the story. Oh. No, I don't know the story, but I know if there's a legendary Metro FM voice, it has to. Has to be Treasure Shabalala. Yeah. <laughs> that voice. If you put your radio in your oven, it'll clean the oven. Nah. <laughs> the oven will just reload itself. <laughs> okay, so I'm one and a half. Uh, you've got what, two? Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angie has one, some easy as uh, half. Angie. Who? Oh. Angie has nothing. When? Yeah. More flavor. Oh, okay. What's wrong with you Shab. people? She got more sure. flavor, correct. Oh, okay. Sorry. Even when I show up, you don't recognize me. <laughs> Who is this radio person? Ready. Ready. Yeah, Ready Tabby is correct. Angie, two. Yeah. Oh, Angie, okay. Watch your, watch your, watch your, catching up, catching up, Angie, Angie, a, catching up, Rosie. Rosie, two. Rosie, shaking. Is this a tiebreaker? Pour one and a half. Yeah. Me, so, one. But, uh, is this a tiebreaker for the two ladies? For everyone. Oh, okay. If you get it right, you still go past them. Oh, yeah, because half. you get one. Ah, me now if I get it right. When I oh, it's still on half. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, guys, who is this radio person? Daddy K. It's not Daddy K. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, he he, he know. had a cancer scare at some stage. Uh-uh. No. Mag- um, 
He, oh. he worked Mark Pilgrim. At, he, Mark worked, Pil- he worked at Highfield Studio. Mark Pilgrim. At the time. Mm. No, that, oh, oh, Jeremy oh, Mansfield. That is correct. Well done, Rosie. Oh. The Root Awakening. The Root Awakening. That is correct. The Root Awakening. I couldn't remember his name. Daddy K. What's his real name? Sorry. <laughs> Daddy K. He's Danny K's father. Yeah. So he's Daddy, Daddy K. K. Mm. Opa Koppel. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Rosie Mutine wins. Yeah. Rosie Mutine is in the building. We are going to wrap up with her and bring her back for Africa Month. Thank you. Uh, so that we can talk about her passion for the continent, mm. reclaiming the soil, mm. a black girl's struggle to find her African self. You were raised pretty much by a Jewish family. Yeah, white Jewish family in, in, in apartheid in, Jahan, in South Africa. How much of this book is about you saying, I can proudly say, I don't want to be a little white girl anymore? A lot of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it took me 10 years to write yes. because I realized there were a lot of things that I hadn't faced, yeah. a lot of things that I was still in denial with. In fact, you still get a lot of flack about your accent, for Oh, yeah, instance. all the time. Uh, or all people time. trying to un- ask questions, but are we just Sotswana? Can she speak Sotswana <laughs> since she's from the Northwest? Yeah. How do you deal with all of those? Um, you know, it, once again, going back to the age issue, and yeah. um, yes, Matswana's very, very broken. I yes. understand a lot more than what I did. Sure. But now, over the last couple of years, I've gotten over my ego. So mm. when people are laughing at me, when I do respond I'm going to have to speak with an accent until yes. I perfect that sure um, so I just you know once again it's just it's, it's me trying to navigate my way through if you could change something about how your childhood happened mm. would you change anything absolutely Tell I, us I would that. I would I would want my language Yes. I would mm. want to know my tradition and culture. Mm. Um, I don't think people realize the void that that's created mm. in my life. Yes. You know, literally at the age of 30, 38, where I woke up one day on the highway and a, 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 a pain came on, on the left side of my body. And I, I believe it was a, a stroke and something said to me, go home. Mm. And I went home and I needed to work on my relationship. My father was still alive at the time. Yes. And realizing what a phenomenal man he was. Mm. And you missed and also, out on all of the that. the power Yes. Of being black. I mean, mm. you guys have been like living this this life, and and all my life I've been like, what? With inferior ones? Mm. No. Mm. Yes. And also, you know, the power of language and, and knowing that an African word isn't just a word; it's connected mm. to something. Mm. Mm. You know, and and that week when when we were mourning for my father and preparing for his funeral, and. I was trying to do stuff, but I didn't know what I was doing and I was doing it wrong because I was never ever taught. And you were yeah. busy trying to look busy, yeah. trying to look like yeah. you belong, yeah. but you've mm. never been and, part and of then, that. And then you either mm. laughed at or like, yeah, get out of the kitchen, you're not supposed to be touching the pots, you're the youngest. And they're like, well, how am I supposed to know these things? Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? So it's, and then that's one of the reasons why I never had children was because I was like, well, what am I going to teach them? Mm. 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 What, what am I going to pass down? And that is so important. Where do we find your book? It's at Exclusive Books. Yeah. It's at Bargain Books. It's at Bridge Books. It's on Amazon. It's on Lulu.com. It's on Barnes & Noble. Um, and it's going to be going, I've changed distributors now, so it's going to be going nationwide. Mm. If you have um, a bookstore in your area that it isn't stocking, please send me a message on my social media pages. We will get to all of those places as well as doing book signings and so forth. I've also joined forces with the Pan South African Language Lab and um, with the hope that the book will be able to be translated into all our our official languages. Including Sotswana. You know, that's going to be the first (laughs) one, baby. The first. (laughs) Listen, uh, Rosie, like I said to you earlier on, um, we need you back for three hours. We will have you back for three hours. We need to go through the book. We need to talk about the 
life and times of Rosie. We also need to talk about the fact that my aunt-in-law was uh, your first time going to Soweto yeah. as a little girl. Yes. <laughs> Were you scared? <laughs> Petrified. <laughs> no, you, you need to understand. I mean, yes. my, my foster told parents always used to tell me that boys in Soweto are going to rape you. So, wow. so driving there, and I'm like, but Soweto is beautiful. People exactly. are nice, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, find on social media at Rosie Mutene and buy the book, Reclaiming the Soil.